from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Eight thirteen on Wisconsin's Morning News this Friday morning. Seeing that U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is in Israel once again, he's uh, in Tel Aviv, and they've got things set up for a news conference, expecting some public comments from the U.S. Secretary of State as he is back in the Middle East. Gaza City said to be surrounded at this point by Israeli defense forces. IDF forces all around the city. You know, the, uh, the U.S. trying to walk this delicate line of saying, all right, let's make sure that we're... Not killing anyone who is innocent, but also helping and supporting along the way at the same time. So there's been a lot of tight walking going on with Blinken there again. So, right, whether or not he'll comment on that, there have been increasing calls for this, quote-unquote, humanitarian pause in the operations, etc. So we'll keep an eye on that. If uh, the U.S. Secretary of State says something significant or game-changing uh, in his comments this morning, we'll bring that to you. I also saw got CNN up here, and they were advertising also some commentary that is expected from Hezbollah, like in the form of a news conference. Isn't that crazy? Like, how, like okay, let's let's give this legitimacy. From, right from where? A spokesperson will have some comments. Like, just very strange and interesting too, because they would have to then reveal to some degree further a structure. Uh, who's accountable, perhaps even whereabouts to some degree? Uh, maybe. I mean, you can always... I mean, they're not going to be reporters there asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> they're not taking questions. <laughs> right. But keep an eye on uh, those events in the Middle East. Meanwhile, it's got to be getting back to court pretty soon in New York City. Former President Donald Trump's son, Eric, due back in federal court today. Uh, he's due back on the stand to continue his testimony in the civil fraud case against the Trump organization. Trump and uh, children Eric and Don Jr., accused of inflating the value of the company assets to get better loans and deals. This is a weeks-long trial, and unfortunately there aren't cameras allowed in New York City. In, in I don't know if, if they allow them in any court. Here in Wisconsin, we we're, we allow cameras in anything but children's court, right, mm-hmm. or the, the or juvenile court. So you obviously can't be in. And or actually, federal, no federal. Sometimes you can go into juvenile court if the judge will allow it. You can't uh, reveal identities of anyone who might be criminally charged or things like that. There's special rules, but cameras in court is not a staple in states everywhere. I think Illinois. I don't think you get cameras in the in the court mm-hmm. as well. And so we don't get to see and actually hear a lot of things. But there are some things we did get to hear in testimony yesterday. ABC's Aaron Katursky is covering that trial in New York. In court, the New York State Attorney General's office played Eric Trump's deposition, where he denied having any involvement with the financial documents at the heart of the civil fraud trial. I've done a lot to try and jog my memory, and I simply can't because I don't think I've ever had any involvement in the statement of financial condition, to the best of my knowledge. The Attorney General's office then confronting him with evidence he did know about those statements where a major organization, a massive real estate organization, Eric Trump said, raising his voice, I am aware we have financial statements. Yeah, it apparently got pretty testy for a while, particularly in Don Jr.'s testimony, where he was asked essentially the same question over and over again. They would present a new document to him and say, okay, well, what about this? Did you know this is your signature? Yes. Did you know about this? And they would do this exercise over mm-hmm. and over again. Yep. And he apparently gave the same response. Who said, rinse and repeat when the state attorney general's office was asking him whether he'd give the same answer, depending on whatever year uh, of financial statement he would sign. 
How about this, Eric? Is this your signature? <laughs> rinse, rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Well, and, did you? How did you know? Rinse and repeat. And that is that is normal, by the way, to ask. You, you, the prosecutors have to do that. Right. They're trying to make. They're yes. trying to make the point of look over and over and over again. Correct. You signed this. Yes. You. This is your name. You signed off on this. His defense on this is like I don't do the books. I'm a, I'm on the top of the depth chart here in the organization. I have people. I signed the stuff they put in front of me. That's his defense. You know, whatever the accountants were coming up with. Okay, this looks good. You know, I, why would I not believe what my accountants are telling me? Yeah, sure. I signed a lot of documents, but it wasn't me in here cooking the books, cooking the numbers. That's his defense. His brother, Eric, who again is expected to resume testifying today, not so coy, according to ABC's Eric Katursky, uh, Aaron Katursky. Eric Trump seems a lot less at ease than his brother Don Jr. did on the witness stand, testifying that he knew nothing about the statements of financial condition that are at the heart of this case. Saturday Night Live is going to be awesome this weekend. (laughs) I hope they're live. Yeah, right. They would. Would they not be? I don't know. (laughs) Not always live. Sometimes there's repeats. Oh, I see what you mean. Like a new one. Yeah. yeah. Like when is Saturday Night Live not live? No, it just repeats every couple Except of weeks. Except on the weeks. West Coast. Yeah. So they, they do some pretty funny stuff. You said, I missed last week. You said last week's SNL that was, was a really, really good. good one. Like well written. Yes. And I don't even know the guy. Like I, I don't even remember his name. The comedian who is the host. You know what happened to Saturday Night Live like over the, over the years and like... It's always been a little hit or miss, even in, in the Wayne's World days. You'd wait for Wayne's World. You forgot about all the c- kind of crummy sketches that went in between or, or <laughs> right, whatever. Sure. Right. But they've had, they've had their ebbs and flows over the years. What, what bothered me over the last several years with Saturday Night Live is I love sketch comedy, love the idea of current events being funny. Yeah. And, and I don't care. Make fun of the guys I support. Make fun of the guys I don't like. You know, like, as long as I'm laughing, I'm all good. Sure. Right? So make fun of me or my ideology. Totally fine. As long as it's funny. The issue was it got not funny. It just was mean or it just was political or it was just pointed. I wasn't laughing. I'll laugh at my own expense. Sure. Right? Okay. But I just wasn't laughing anymore. It was like, what am I looking at here? So right. you'll like, you go watch it. You'll like it. I'll take funny. And that trial continuing in New York today with Eric Trump Eric! on the stand. 819. <laughs> Eight twenty-five on Wisconsin's morning news this Friday morning. I think one of the most profound statements on the program this week, outside of me having said I'm not right very often. What did I say? I'm wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, hey, fair I enough. Could, I could find it. It came out like. of my own mouth. I'm sure you have it. That's been saved <laughs> and will be used against me in court and right here. Mm. But no, you said earlier this week. You and I were both at the banter game over the weekend where they had this drone show. Yeah, and post a drone show, you're like. I don't think I ever need to see fireworks again. I don't. I'm done with them. Not that I don't like or sure, enjoy fireworks, fireworks. Fine, nice, but I just don't need them now. The sound from the drone show outside Camp Randall. There's Bucky walking in the sky. I don't know how tall Bucky would have been, but he was huge. You two playing in the background. Um, among the many things we saw in the sky during that. 12-minute show. It was drones, they would they light up and they'd mm-hmm. zip around yep. and they'd make different show things. Show the W, yeah. they show the Capitol building, they show the state of Wisconsin. Super cool. All kinds of cool stuff. And it was just remarkable how they put this together and how big and large it was. Casey Seelock is a pilot. He's one that operated that show. He works for Sky Elements, and he was the one that was running the, that show that night. Everything is laid out correctly. 
um, that all the software is up and running correctly. We build a full network. We make sure all the drones know where they're supposed to be, uh, when they're supposed to be, what colors they're supposed to be. Yeah, so he's the one that does all of this. He's one of the many. But what I found so fascinating about it was that this is a huge group of people that work on these these shows, and not only that, but also are working for these companies. He said it's not just a couple of pilots. We've got a whole company of everyone from animators to logistics guys to um, folks that uh, work with the clients to just kind of make the whole process go smoothly, hold their hand, you know, from start to finish, uh, and then operations guys like me and, and the crews that I take out on the road uh, to actually make the show happen. So they fly to a site talk through it with the client or the customer and they have like a digital cubed grid that they kind of work off of as they animate what they're going to do how are they going to set the gps where are the pinpoints for every one of these drones yeah and you then, gotta start with like what do you want to see right yeah like these yeah. guys are from and texas what's, what, what's bucky what's yeah. a w you know what's, right? what's the motion w what do you want to see what's the capitol building mm-hmm. And then, you rah, rah, okay, we can what are that. the templates for that? How do you put that in and then design this thing to do all that? Right. And so then I asked him, okay, so a lot of it is on the front end, right? So then do you just press enter <laughs> on the keyboard? I thought when he's talking about all the people that came, I thought once that's plugged in, just hit go. Kind of. It is kind of like just hitting go. However, he does have to watch for things. We're watching a lot of different things. It's kind of like looking into the matrix because you're getting a full scroll back of a whole bunch of different readouts and so you're seeing vibrations and battery levels and gps locations and you know all these different things that go together so while you can't necessarily steer the show like you would fly a normal drone you do have the ability to say okay this drone is causing a problem i need to pull him out of the fleet or i need to do something to help mitigate any problems that that may cause isn't that cool i like that oh do you think they name them no, they're probably numbered, but oh, Jimmy up there is having a bad night. Get him out. I did. He called it he, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, drone right. 38 there seems to be. So they can use 250 drones. They can use 1,500 drones. And he likened it to a dot matrix printer. Remember those old printers? Yeah, sure. And, then, yeah. and his point was is that the more you know dots per whatever inch that you would have, the better it's going to look. So Like the, pixels, right? Yes. Yeah. So the more you have in the sky, the thicker you can make that image, the more 3D that image could potentially become. So they've done a lot of shows with 1,500 drones. And there's been other uh, companies that have done that with even more than that. It's just a remarkable idea. And it's expensive, too, by the way. Um, so <laughs> is this the future? Well, he says yes, and he gave me some reasons why some locations go for this. A lot of locations we see things where there may be fire bans or restrictions on fireworks in general, whether that be from chemicals, fire, the waste after products from fireworks shows, the noise pollution. There's been a big move towards folks being concerned about just the noise for animals and folks with PTSD and things along those lines. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Like it's just another way to do something similar, visually stimulating but doesn't have some of the side effects, if you will, that a firework could provide. See, but now Tausch asked you this week whether you would miss the smoke or the feels and the booms and all that. I do like the yeah, like the heart thumpers. Yeah. I, I will like, give you I, that. Look, we all like seeing stuff blow up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just... I, oh, so here's what's even more fascinating. So these right now, think of the tech that's involved. Right now, a drone, probably 15 minutes, you can get that in the air because of a battery. And their show on Saturday was 12 minutes long, start to finish. 
So he says they have been able to figure out ways to extend that. They couldn't share all the details because I'm sure that, you know, trade secret on how you can keep something out there longer. Maybe you can do some swapping in and out, you know, and whatnot and have a show last longer. He said they had a show in Austin last an hour just from what they were able to pull off. And listen to this. Listen to what he said about what they were doing. They were doing a giant countdown. We basically did a one-hour countdown timer, and at the end of it, threw a big QR code uh, up in the sky that when it was scanned, it was uh, a link to Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up video. So we basically Rickrolled the whole city of Austin, <laughs> which was fantastic. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> so they put a QR code up there. That your phone that your phone could read? Yes. From- they QR coded up in the air. Then you got your camera out, you took it, and then you got Rickrolled. And that was the joke. They did that to the entire city of Austin. So think about that, not only for drone shows, but think about this as far as an advertising opportunity someday. I mean, you'll probably have to come up with some kind of rules and regulations on that about how long and you know what can be put up there for what length of time, where, location purposes. But this could become the, the future of the plane dragging the banner. I was just going to say that. Right? Exactly right. In my day, they used to put an airplane up there and it had a big sign on the yeah. back of it. What do you yeah. mean a sign? Well, it was like a banner. See, and they would write like a sentence on it. So like the whole words, not just the QR code? Yeah, no, like a whole, <laughs> yes. A whole, whole little message on the back of the plane. Yeah. So then, right, you're at the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. QR code in the yep. sky. Yep. Wow. Super wild. Expen- what, what, did you give the uh, price? It's how, like, like how it much was be, the UW it one? Can be, well, so there's uh, 50 times 250. What would that be at least? You get, you're thinking about bringing a team. It's about 50 bucks at least a drone, if yeah. not more. I've seen $150 per drone, too, in some of the specs. You're talking about at least 250 drones. So it depends on what you want to do and yes. how long you want it to go and all of those mm-hmm. different variables. I mean, I saw some here, twenty to $50,000. i have seen some go up to 100000 So as far as prices go, it can get, it can get up there. I like it. Yeah, let's do it. 8.32 on. on Wisconsin's Morning News. 8.46 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Brandon, who does sports for us in the morning, is actually producing the program today in the stead of Greg Pancake Hill. Took a couple more days off to be with little Levi. So we were discussing how after Halloween, okay, here we go, Christmas stuff starts ramping up, Flip right? the switch. Yep, we're seeing the ads already. We started to see some of the decorations. And Brandon made the comment that his wife, this is like, this is go time. Super Bowl yeah. time at your right. house. This is, yeah. The house is a disaster right now. Why? There's box, there's tinsel, decorations, ornaments, extension cords. She's doing cords. the whole house now? Like the, the Christmas decorations? <sighs> Not only is she doing the whole house, yes, to answer your question, yes, Vinny. She took off work <laughs> yesterday <laughs> and She's my today. spirit animal. <laughs> and I come home yesterday, it's like mid-afternoon, there's Christmas music playing. I'm hearing Mariah Carey like echoing through the upstairs. Decorations everywhere. And this morning, I'm watching, you know, I get a notification. My ring camera goes off. All the kids are home. Well, it's 840. Oh, yeah, they wanted to help decorate. They did, huh? So they're going to they're gonna skip school. No, she <laughs> called them out of school? <laughs> to she decorate goes, wow. for Christmas? She, <laughs> today? She made an executive decision. Yeah, so it's, you know... <sighs> I love her dearly, so if she's listening, I just want to make sure we all understand that. But <laughs> no, uh, the house is a you know flipped upside down. Uh, Grinch decorations. We got the fifteen foot Christmas tree going up. Yeah, it's it. She puts about twenty to twenty five trees up throughout the house. Each kid gets their own tree. So that's probably why they're actually heading to Target, or they're probably in Target out there in Oak Creek now. So each each, each kid gets a themed 
Christmas tree inside their room. Whether last year my son Max was dinosaurs, you know, for example. So they're probably going out and you know buying their themes this year, and I'll come home and the house will be a wreck. But she knows that at six o'clock the Bucks game comes on and. You, Everything will stop. Are you required? To, <laughs> are you required to assist in? So this? here's do the you? thing: when we when we got together, there was an agreement. I'm like, look, I don't care what you do. You know, you do what you do, but I don't. I'm not doing it. Okay, I'm not a decorator. All right. You know, she goes, oh, it's fine. I'll you know, I'll help you carry. You, as long as you help me carry some stuff up. Okay, fine. Well, she didn't ask for me to help carry stuff up the other day. She was doing it all. And then last night, you know, I'm you know getting dinner cleaned up and whatnot. Uh, was on with uh, Brian Noonan last night to talk some Packers and. Hey, can you can you jump on this twenty foot ladder and and hang uh-huh. some of these lights? Uh-oh. So I See? go up there, and it's not even that. I'm not doing it the right way. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what you want me to do. I don't know how. Like you know, you got to weave it in and out. I don't understand what that means. So now I'm being deployed to put up the lights on a tree in November, and that's not the deal you made. That's not the deal I made. I drew the line at the outdoor stuff. Like I'll help with the trees and you know whatever, and we still get. I I can't. I got to get past it, but we still get natural trees. You don't like them? Huh? No, I, I do like oh, them. Like okay. I kind of insist on it, which is kind of funny because I'm not that into decorating them or whatever. But I'm like, oh, we're going to get a real tree. So, But I, I draw the line at outdoor lighting. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I, I'm not interested in that. I don't care. But if doesn't you your do house it. look dark and unfestive? No, because she does it. She's like, fine, I'll do it. But then to Brandon's point, like, she's like, you don't have to help. But then she's out there. Rustling around with stuff, carrying things up and down from downstairs, and what? I'm just sitting there <laughs> watching like, golf. All right, <laughs> yes, right. All right, I'll help. Uh, Make whatever agreement you want. I uh, Angie actually has it best because for a while there, I'd be out there by myself, and I'm like, man, like this is hard enough to do. Blah blah blah. So she goes, okay, fine, I'll do it. So she goes out there, and meanwhile, she's got three little ducklings behind her. My three kids are like, hey, I will help you, Mom. <laughs> so she's got a, a team. Meanwhile, I was doing it by myself all these years. If it makes you happy, that's cool. So what with, what with the clocks this weekend? All right, so we fall back tomorrow night. Tomorrow night into into Sunday. Yes. Right. So what what's the challenge now with the shift and daylight? Again, daylight saving time is over Saturday night into Sunday morning. So we'll shift back into standard time. But what the challenge is for me now is like some of your your phone should probably adjust on its own. But does the clock that you have, what did you buy that clock? Did so that think, adjust like, the, the grandfather clock in the living room <laughs> will change on its own? But you, I wake up and I'm like, what time is it actually? Because one six o'clock and one seven o'clock, which one adjusted right. and which one didn't? The trick is the microwave. My microwave needs to be manually done. For so sure. that's how I always know for sure what time it was versus what time okay, it is Okay, good. Now. So you know that one doesn't adjust. Yeah. That's that's good. It's your benchmark. But the ones on my, like our our... Uh, nightstand clocks, those move on their own, and they're not even connected to our phone. Those ones just do it, So, which is good, but still, yeah, a little anxiety there when you're not quite sure what time it is. had a really interesting discussion today. We brought in this professor from uh, Marquette University, Dr. Jennifer Evans, and she's an expert in circadian rhythms. So these are the things that govern how our bodies work. Yeah. And she was she was fascinating, even outside of the the issue of daylight saving time. She's like, our bodies are programmed to work in concert with nature. There are better times of day to do certain things, other times of day where certain things are not advised. And no matter what, even though you're, quote unquote, gaining an hour of sleep this weekend, that that's not necessarily 
good for you. Your body still has this out of whack adjustment. Yeah, and she said there's been spikes of heart attacks and different things. So I asked her though, I'm like, well, what about when you fly anywhere outside of the time zone? Does that mean now I'm I'm more susceptible to a heart attack just because I'm flying to the West Coast? Unfortunately, the answer is yes. (laughs) That was the answer. The stats are the stats. So we can say we can all get over it, whatever, and I have no issue with it, right? I adjust and it's fine, but Points well taken that you know your body's out of whack now. See, I, and I'm I'm with some of the texters that texted in earlier. I, it, by Monday, I'm not thinking about this anymore. You know what I mean? We everyone gets all worked up for a day and a half, and then and then we're fine. Uh, but we did ask her because some, what's come up multiple times is whether or not we should stay on Central Standard or if we should stay on daylight saving because there's always this push to just remain on daylight saving. All year yeah. long. And she had some interesting thoughts on that. That uh, doesn't work in the winter in a state such as ours. And it's particularly bad on the west side of our time zone. So in the middle of January, shortest day of the year, sunrise is at 730 standard time. If this was savings time, that would be 830. And then if you live on the west side of the time zone, that's 930 in the morning. So you better off being on the back end of the time zone, I definitely think, right? Because the the central time zone, any of these time zones, they're large geographically, right? So we're on the front end Mm -hmm. of central time. Right. Michigan is on... Chunks of Indiana. Chunks of Indiana, they're on eastern time. So we're on the front end of that. So think about the back side of that, where you have almost another full hour of development. I know you're dark at one point or another. Dark in the morning or dark at night, (laughs) whatever. This is true. I'm kind of in the pick one. Do whichever one you want. Pick one, and we can stop adjusting. I don't or care. keep adjusting. I I, I don't. <laughs> I, don't actually, really I, I don't. I I. It's actually just another another one of those things that just happens in the calendar. Oh, we're falling back this week. There yeah, we go. More laid back than some of us. <laughs> you adjust <laughs> not, well. Not on everything. <laughs> I don't, I don't do this. change of any kind. Eight fifty four on Wisconsin's morning news.